Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show where you'll find real conversations with today's most successful entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from unforgettable personal stories to exact strategies they use on a daily basis. Here's your host, Simon Sander. Hey, this is Simon, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's featured guest is Josh Martin. Welcome, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Josh and his company specialize in online sales funnels, the most critical process for business stability and growth. He has been personally trained by several industry experts. He's also a single father to Benjamin, an adventure seeker, fitness junkie, and a daredevil. Josh, tell us how you got to where you are. Sure. Um, so uh, rewind back to uh, early 2013, and I had just been laid off, um, well, let go, I should say, not even laid off, it was actually let go from Infusionsoft. Um, and, you know, there was, and that was a little frustrating just because I was meeting my expectations, I was doing well in my position when it comes to the numbers, but I just wasn't a good fit for the manager I was underneath. And, you know, so I had a conflict that, like many of you that are listening to this have probably experienced where you just don't mesh well with your manager, and I just didn't, unfortunately. And, um, and so I left Infusionsoft December of 2012, and I immediately jumped into doing kind of freelance work where I was uh, helping customers and companies uh, really learn how to apply Infusionsoft to their company successfully, uh, just because I had learned Infusionsoft the previous year working at Infusionsoft. Um, that was going kind of well. I was uh, experiencing making money for the first time on my own without depending on a company. And and then I started at another company because uh, I had a great job offer and I took it. And uh, unfortunately, this job just it wasn't a good fit for me um, because of the fact that they just did not respect the fact that I was a dad first. And that was my um, the most important thing to me. And they wanted me to change my schedule with my son in order to stay at the company. And, you know, I didn't like that, obviously. And in my heart, I knew the right choice that it just wasn't going to work. I was going to move on from it. But at the same time, you know, I would, I've never had owned a company. I had never built a company. I never depended on a company for full-time income. I, you know, had some part-time income from dabbling in freelance work, you know, a, a month or two prior to that. And so I really had to sit down and make a logical decision. And so what I did was I uh, took out a piece of paper and I drew up a uh, two by four, or I'm sorry, two by three columns. So, you know, two columns, three rows. And um, at the top was, you know, if I stay at the company, if I start my own company, and then there was, uh, there was positives, there was negatives. And I essentially just kind of ma uh, brainstormed the pluses and minuses of staying at the company versus diving in and starting my own company. And that allowed me to logically make the decision to move forward. And that's how I started my company back in early 2013. Well, you didn't have any background uh, in funnels. You had some background in, in VisionSoft, but what was the reason to go into it? Was it passion or just need in the marketplace? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, the first uh, year and a half, I was Oh, you're actually first year and a half to two years. I was really focused on providing Infusionsoft type services. Um, and some of that was sales funnels, but uh, some of it wasn't though. Some of it was building out workflow automation, lifecycle marketing, and you know, all sorts of other stuff. And I really loved 
working with sales funnels and delivering results. I mean, I come from a performance-based background in sales and sales management. And so it's just very natural for me to have a hand in generating results just because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what excites me. And so I got a lot of enjoyment out of doing that when I was just running the Infusionsoft-centric agency um, when we were building marketing funnels and sales funnels for our our customers. And so back in like late 2014 is when I really decided to niche down in sales funnels. And it was a lot, it was right around the time that I became one of the first digital marketer certified partners. It's, it's now a group that's grown quite a bit, but I was like one of the first 12 that signed up for this. And that's essentially when I kind of pivoted and, and niched down into sales funnels, just because I just, I just love generating results uh, for our customers. What was the reason for you to niche down? What was the thought process behind it? Yeah, you know, it was a few things. I mean, for one, you know, I had a passion for, again, you know, generating results for companies. But also on top of that, I had learned, you know, just through reiterating our services that in order to scale like a service-based company, it's, um, it's not, it really helps you to have a defined outcome, like a defined kind of product. It's a, you know, product service essentially that we sell at this point and um, and I and I learned just through having like retainers at one point and then having specific um, hours related to those retainers per month or then and then transitioning into having specific amounts of campaigns or landing pages each month that you know and I was going through this, this reiterative process with our own like offer up to uh, you know late 2014 and I just eventually just decided that you know, when you're delivering a service, it really helps to have like a, a specific outcome in mind. This way, there's clear expectations and um, the customer knows exactly what we're working on and what they're getting. And, and there's never any type of like question marks in regards to that, because um, prior to that, you know, there'd be months where, you know, we have retainers with customers and some customers would be like, well, I feel like you didn't really use all the time that I paid for last month. So can I roll that time into this month and not pay this month? And it's like, well, I'm running a business, you know, I, I'm trying to grow like a team. I'm trying to provide for myself and my son, you know, that's just a really hard position to be in, you know? And so that's why I tried to apply what I was learning through my own experiences as fast as possible to essentially evolve our services into what they are now. Did that happen often when you were working with a client and there weren't clear expectations set and then it kind of backlashed on you? Yeah, you know, it, it didn't happen. I, I didn't happen too often. But the thing is, is that, you know, we, we didn't uh, provide service to a large amount of companies. And so, you know, when you're dealing with, let's just say, 10 to 15, you know, um, companies per month, I mean, you're going to feel it when three people, three companies, you know, say something like that. And so, you know, the large percentage of our customers were always happy with our services that we were providing. But, you know, there's always like a few customers that that every now and then would say that. And, um, you know, at different stages, you know, throughout the first two years of business. And so, you know, I, that's what so I really took that into account when I was a really trying to evolve and grow my business. ROI drives a lot of it. And being in the funnel business, it, it makes a lot of sense. So let's say a client comes to you, you'll, uh, you'll work on their funnels, you're, you're able to increase their conversions to uh, or f- 3% and they make a few extra grants because of it every month. There's clear ROI. Yeah, I mean, you know, sales funnel is as simple as it sounds. It's really just about knowing your numbers. 
I mean, for example, if you know that your funnel is generating X amount of revenue per click, then you know that your cost per click needs to be much lower than that for you to have a profitable funnel that you can scale. And you got to, and then when you scale it, you got to make sure that you're scaling um, traffic that will stay underneath that cost per click to keep the funnel profitable as you scale your funnel. It's as simple as that. I mean, I know it probably sounds <laughs> simpler than most people realize, but I mean, that's truly what we have it down to in regards to science. Um, and so like we've helped several companies like over the past uh, several years, like really grow their business using sales funnels. Um, maybe a few names that your audience and yourself may have heard of would be like eventual millionaire or yep, yep, yep. And then um, linked you, we've helped Josh Turner a bit as well. Um, and those guys are awesome guys. Um, so, but then we've also helped tons of other companies that people have never heard of. So, um, so I mean, that's the, the, that gives you kind of an idea as far as like who we've worked with and what we do and, and how we deliver results just by essentially just focusing on the right metrics. I know that creating effective funnels takes a lot of time and I'm no expert in that. I read a really great book on funnels by Russell Branson.com secrets and, uh, and creating an effective and really profitable funnel takes a lot of time. You went through the simplified process. Uh, could you walk me through the through the exact process you use to create your funnels? <laughs> it is, yeah. So you know, we have a, a specific like one-two process that we go through. So, so the first step we take with every new customer that comes on board is we go through our double your sales map process, where where the goal of this process is to come up with a well, first off. The, the, the customer and ourselves agree to the direction of their business in regards to what one specific funnel that they need right now in their business. And there's several different types of funnels that, you know, they could build in their business, you know, from acquisition to activation to monetization funnels. Um, and, and so, so that's like the first step we take with every customer as we go through this process. And the goal of it is to really figure out exactly what they need in their business at that point in time and then come up with the right strategy uh, for their business based off of what they're offering and who they're targeting. And so when we're coming up with this 12-page plan that we, go, we, we deliver from this service, um, basically a customer gets a plan that includes their number one target avatar, uh, marketing hooks uh, for that target avatar to get that target avatar to, to move through their funnel. Um, they also get essentially like an outline of their funnel process and what it should look like. Um, and then it has everything from email campaigns to remarketing to the steps and their sales funnel process to the value ladder, what offers they should be using because we we learn from our customers um, all their offers in their business and then how, and then we're able to really figure out what the best value ladder is for this specific funnel that we're designing. And we also take a look at what their competitors are doing. And so we do a lot of research on each customer's competitors. We pull different reports and we figure out exactly um, how they're advertising, what offers they're advertising, where they're advertising, what ad copy they're using, what keywords they're using on their website uh, to be able to you know, generate SEO results. And we use all that in our own plan for our customers. And we also share that information with our customers as an added value. So, so you're right, you're absolutely right. Like getting a good solid funnel in place that works, it takes a lot of research and just 
a lot of uh, a lot of know-how because you know when we're we're doing funnels all the time, we're publishing funnels left and right for our customers, we're optimizing them, and so we've experienced all sorts of different scenarios for all sorts of different companies in so many different verticals. And so, and because of that experience, like we, we really know fairly quickly, like what type of funnel and what strategy and what tactic really works best for every single customer. Out of hundred people who come to you, Josh, and hire you to fix their funnels, what is usually the common theme? Is it the opt-in, design, landing page, copy, email sequence? What is usually the theme and the biggest mistakes people make with funnels? Um, yeah, you know, I would say first and foremost, it's just numbers, you know, knowing, uh, having a, a good solid, um, you know, report that they're using to be able to track performance of their funnels. Like most people don't really know how to do that well. Um, they may know like macro conversions is what I call them, which is like lead magnet conversion or sales page conversion. They may know that, but they don't know like the deep down like micro conversions, like what's causing people to drop off a lead magnet page, like step-by-step what's causing people to do that on a sales page. Uh, that's something that I hear quite a bit of. Um, besides that, I mean, I would say copy, you know, copywriting is always a challenge. I mean, most people aren't very good copywriters or they just don't have the time to put into creating really solid copy, whether they're good copywriters or not. And so that's usually why they come to us because We've got some incredible copywriters that we use, and we're able to really produce very high converting copy for our customers. Who's your ideal customer? Is it people who are just trying to make more money, or is it usually that the funnel is broken? Both. Um, you know, both, to be honest. Um, so, you know, sometimes, you know, customers do come to us because they've got a funnel that just they've tried to get to perform and they just haven't been able to, or, or they have a, maybe a good solid funnel in place, but they can tell it's like it's essentially plateauing and they're not able to scale it. And so they come to us to be able to scale their funnel performance. Uh, so it really just depends. I mean, we, uh, we definitely handle all sorts of different inquiries. Josh, uh, I want to understand the growth of your company. You've had a lot of success and uh, you're working with some of the top names in the industry. Um, how did you get started as in acquiring customers? Um, now I'm sure a lot of people uh, come through uh, to you through referrals podcast interviews stuff like that but when you first were starting off how did you acquire new clients sure um so when i was first starting off i mean it was honestly i mean <laughs> so this was my my process at the time this was before I, we had our own sales funnels and we obviously had referrals and stuff like that coming in all the time um i used to go to upwork essentially which is which at the time was like elance and odesk was two separate platforms and I used to go there and essentially type in Infusionsoft, you know, for, you know, people looking for Infusionsoft services. And I would essentially kind of um, apply for all the different Infusionsoft jobs um, that are on Upwork and also Elance at the time. And um, they would, you know, invite me to apply for whatever that job or, you know, project is. And then what I would typically do is I would either A, deliver over deliver on that job and then from there talk them into our services or B, I would be able to get them off of Elance or Odesk and into like 
really talking to me directly about <laughs> right. our own infusion self services. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I know, I, and I'm not saying anybody should do that because I think that Elance and Odesk has a policy against that, but um, I was quite successful at it whenever I really needed to drum up business. Um, and again, that was way before I had the bandwidth to be able to build out our own sales funnels, which we have sales funnels now that bring us in leads all the time. Um, so that's what I did. That is a creative way to acquire new customers. Uh, how long were you pursuing that, Josh? <laughs> well, you got to hustle. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you and I both know that you know um, sales is the key to being able to st- sustain a business and grow a business. And um, you know, if you've ever done any type of sales, which you know, I luckily have a really strong background in sales. Um, you really have to hustle and get out there and make phone calls and follow up with people and. And so, you know, that whenever I found myself in an, in a situation where I really needed to generate some new customers and some new, some new sales, you know, I really just, I went at it and I figured out resourceful ways to be able to do that. And that was one of them. How about today? What is number one strategy or tactic you use to acquire new customers? Yeah. Um, sales funnels. <laughs> So, you know, we have um, you know, several different uh, successful sales funnels that are running off of Google AdWords and Facebook ads that are driving traffic directly into a few of our funnels. Um, and, and then we've got specific like follow-up processes in place set up using Infusionsoft to help us uh, qualify people, move them through the sales process, and of course convert them in the sales process. Is it possible to uh, set up a sales funnel and just uh, pour thousands of dollars into Facebook ads or Google ads and just keep them going and see sales coming in? Absolutely. Uh, definitely. I mean, we just, you know, we're scaling like one of our funnels right now and we're, and we just uh, started scaling it a few days ago and already just over the past few days, we've seen like a- at least two or three times as many leads coming in daily. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, if you've got a good sales funnel in place, and as long as you know how to drive traffic and manage costs when it comes to that, when it comes to like you know cost per click and whatnot, then you know you can absolutely scale your funnel by you know scaling what you're doing on the traffic side and, and get more leads and more customers coming in. Josh, I really appreciate you sharing ins and outs of your business, but now I want to switch gears a bit and talk about you personally, what you do daily to be successful. And I want to start with your morning routine. Do you have a morning routine? Um, somewhat. I mean, I'm not um, Hal Elrod, you know, with the morning miracle or miracle morning. Um, you know, I don't wake up at 4.30 and, uh, you know, take a cold shower or, you know, uh, work out right away in the morning and stuff like that. I mean, that's all. That's great. But what I do is I essentially wake up. I do wake up early. I wake up typically around 5.30 or 6. And I usually start my day 30 minutes after that. And, um, you know, I take a shower. I make my bulletproof coffee. And I just jump right in and I try to get like an early start to the day. Um, cause typically like my day really kind of officially kicks off around 8am where I have meetings with my team, meetings with my account management team, or I have appointments. And, uh, of course I've got to make those. So, so I typically try to get up, you know, a few hours early before that and just start my day successfully. And, you know, I eat breakfast at some point, probably within two to three hours of waking up, um, just because bulletproof coffee kind of helps you kind of fast a bit, which is nice. And, um, and I'm pretty, uh, you know, consistent into fitness. I mean, I uh, went hiking yesterday, for example, 
around uh, 4 p.m. Um, at Camelback Mountain here in Phoenix with uh, Navid uh, Moaz from Virtual uh, Summit Mastery. Uh, he was here in town, and so him and I got together and we went hiking. So I definitely always make time to go exercise. I just don't do it first thing in the morning. I just I try to do it. My sweet spot is typically around lunchtime where I just go to the gym for like an hour, come back, and get back to work. I mean, that's just when I feel like my energy level is at its peak and um and I'm, I, you know, I've eaten and I've gotten a decent amount of work done and I feel like I could break away and I can go work out and get back into it afterwards. I see. How about doing a day? What are some behaviors and habits you would recommend to people in the audience that you pursue? You know, I would just say take care of yourself first and foremost. You know, just so a friend of mine, um, you know, he's a very wise guy. He um, he told me that you got to take care of yourself in order to take care of others. And um, it's, it's, so, it's totally true. So you really can't forget that. Because for you to perform your best in what you do, whether you're selling a product or delivering on a service or managing a company, you know, you've got to make sure that your health and fitness is in check. And so I would just recommend that um, everybody really focus on that and, um, you know, eat right, eat several times throughout the day. I usually eat about five times, you know, total um, typically. And, uh, you know, I usually work out four to five times a week for at least an hour, um, roughly. So I would just recommend, you know, having a good, strong health and fitness routine and just really consider that to be a priority, you know, in your life. And it should be a priority even higher than business because, um, again, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And, um, and that's the key to that is just really focusing on health and fitness. I love that. Josh, Thank you so much for coming in. I know how busy you are and taking half an hour out of your day is a big thing. So thank you so much. If you could leave our audience with one final takeaway, what would that be? You know, I would say that, you know, the uh, entrepreneurial journey, you know, it can be rough at times. You know, it's highest of highs, lowest of lows. And one thing that I've learned recently, and I was, I actually came to this realization when I was at Vail Mountain on top of the mountain about to snowboard down. And I realized that all the challenges you face along the way, afterwards you feel like you've just conquered it and you feel like you've succeeded. And, um, and that's because of the fact that each and every one of us, we find power in the moment. And that power is in, uh, inside of us to be able to look at that moment and overcome it. And so I would just tell like your listeners that no matter what challenge you're faced with, you know, just instead of, you know, fretting about it or stressing about it, just put your, you know, put your head down essentially and just kind of grind through it and work through it and stay optimistic and just believe in yourself and you'll get through it. And then afterwards you'll be like, you know what? I own that moment. So I would just recommend that, you know, people realize that, you know, there's power in every single moment, high or low. And um, and that's the beauty of life. There is power in every single moment. You're completely right. Thank you so much for coming in, Josh. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.